Hello? 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 You're scaring me. Hello? You're starting to worry me. Hello? Hello. Uh, 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 oh, hello. Hi, Paul. Yes, I wasn't sure if you were there. Hello. Yeah, no, I'm here. Don't uh, worry. Hello, Jack. Yes, just to explain that it's the Pullfoot Podcast, and I'm joined by Malcolm Head, whose name is also called Jack. That's right. So, and uh, in fact, we might speak about that later. He, When he started show business, he took on a showbiz stage name of Malcolm Head that for a character that was um, almost immediately abandoned. And then, <laughs> so now he still has the name Malcolm Head, but with the same act. Yeah. You used to go on stage and you used to pull your trousers up very high. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. wear funny rucksack, but you don't bother with that now. No, I sometimes have the rucksack, but just purely for practical reasons. You know, if I have, need to take something on stage. Yes. And but, you wear normal trousers now. Yeah, yeah. Not it's all, all pulled up. No, it's, yeah, I've abandoned it pretty much. But because obviously I started like that, I just, you know, I sort of drag around. I've created a monster pool, basically. So you're now go backstage and people call you Malcolm because yeah. they think that's your name. Yeah, exactly. That's not your name. But and sometimes whole weekends, I was just at the stand in Edinburgh. Keir McAllister called me Malcolm Head for the whole weekend. Um, and I didn't correct him, but the other acts were calling me Jack and just thought it was this, that Keir had gone mad, I think. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. So, but it's my own fault, you know. Yeah. You, you've created that. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you something, mm. Jack. Yeah. What do you think about being unpleasant in hotels because the thing is there's no rule against it is there like if you're in an hotel mostly people are really nice i'm thinking particularly at the moment of like a holiday hotel by the with a pool you know everyone having their breakfast and then by the pool during the day and a nice dinner and you know and people you know it's a holiday but there's no rule against just being really nasty like for example supposing you were in one of the normal rooms and like you were passing one of those rooms that people pay extra for where they have their own little private terrace. And you could walk past and say, got your own little private terrace, have you? It was really worth the money wet that was. Like that. There's no rule against that, is there? No. And also, like supposing someone at breakfast time has like, let's say you've loaded up full English breakfast, you know, from the buffet. And let's say they've got muesli with yoghurt. Oh, like it's healthy. Do you like to have a yogurt? Mm? <laughs> have a yogurt in breakfast time, and you just have a little bit of fruit. Is that your breakfast? Pathetic. There's, there's no rule. But then I was thinking, of course, after a while, although there's no actual rule against that, they could say, "Look, you're being a disruptive influence, and it's spoiling people's holidays." But what they can't stop is just being really weepy and emotional, like maybe. You're sitting, and everyone's around the pool, just relaxing, very quiet. The sound of people sunbathing, muted conversation, an occasional splash as someone cools down in the lovely crystal clear pool. The sound of children's laughter as they play in the paddling pool, and then just very loud weeping. And then maybe, if they say, "What's the matter?" Say, "Oh my." pet hamster died 25 years ago today's the anniversary <laughs> and it's not their place to sort of say well that was quarter of a century ago shouldn't you get over it and also your no. reaction is totally out of proportion mm. what can they do and it but and yet it would ruin other people's holidays and yet there would be nothing they could do about it no i it sounds to me like you know how you get these i mean you probably know all about this because you know you're a prolific business traveler yeah um Maybe, you know, what's it called? Like Starwood Preferred Guest or whatever, all that business. Oh, yeah. Maybe they could start to build that kind of thing into their criteria. So obviously you might have, you know, preferred rooms and, I don't know, preferred whatever, and certain places you can stay where you can avoid certain things. Maybe there could be a level where they remove unpleasantness. Right. Uh, every, do you know what I mean? Wherever you are at any point in the hotel. No, but that's just... not possible, is it? Because if they had this, but they, the, un, well, the no unpleasantness floor... Then Depends how, how much you, money it costs. But all you have to do is then pay to say, look, I, I've heard there's been a lot of unpleasantness at the hotel. <laughs> I want to pay to go to the top floor where there's no unpleasantness and then go there and start weeping. Yeah, that's true. Wailing that's true. In, the, yeah. in the corridor. No, it's flawed. It wouldn't work, would it? So the only way of doing it really actually is to build on your idea and have a, an unpleasantness floor. 
yeah. where everyone could be really unpleasant. It's like a reverse of the quiet carriage on the train. Yeah. An unpleasantness carriage. Yeah, they floor. could have that on the train, couldn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. An unpleasantness carriage where it's, um, yeah, uh, if you were... You want a fruit juice, you get a knife in the face, mate, and all stuff like that. <laughs> I like think physical threats, and yeah. just, just general unpleasantness. On the Virgin West Coast, they had those anyway, sort of unofficially. They uh, had Coach B. They, yeah, Co- Coach B was well, I mean, unofficially, it was known to be you know, pretty unpleasant. Yeah, particularly at night. Yeah. Yes. That's topical as well. Oh, no, it's the East Coast that's gone. Yeah, that's could become yeah. the, into the British Rail now. But, it, yeah. That's another place. If you want to get the real unpleasantness, why not take a Friday night, really late train leaves about quarter to midnight mm. from say somewhere like Newcastle back to London oh it's really unpleasant everyone's really drunk <laughs> it's horrible yeah. yeah yeah um so uh yeah I failed didn't I with with helping you to work out about no, the unpleasant, no you succeeded stuff. oh no I did no I that's right I succeeded because I did I was thinking you suggested about the unpleasantness zone the zone that's right sorry my starwood thing i was still i really, I really thought i cracked it with that no. because the only difficulty is if, if everyone's being unpleasant then they you don't really get the enjoyment as the unpleasant person in victimizing people who aren't unpleasant because that's where the real fun comes from a nice family just mm. enjoying their holiday and oh yeah nice little family are you yeah mother father two children you think you're so great don't you shouting at them across the dining table yeah 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 you don't but if they're just unpleasant you don't get that enjoyment and also Mm. what about the waiting staff will they be paid extra to work in the unpleasantness then or will they be unpleasant themselves it's a really good point so people that people that enjoy being unpleasant they're not going to stay in that carriage are they they're going to just be walking up and down the normal carriages because as you say the thrill is to yes. be able to go up to a really nice, quiet group of people yes. and, and make them feel absolutely miserable, really ruin their journey. Mm. Yeah. Or go into, I mean, the, probably the ideal situation would be to do that in first class, wouldn't it? Go oh, right yes. in there and, you know, just, I don't know, just go in there. A hammer attack. Yeah. <laughs> always. I was, th- I was thinking more just like a massive fart, but yeah, oh, a hammer, yes. hammer would be worse. Yeah. <laughs> I like this story. This is from a friend of mine. Anyway, who's a comedian now, and when he was at university, he was in this, um, you know, university, some house that they were renting. Anyway, they were going to have a party, and this elderly couple across the road said, oh, we'll be away, actually, this weekend. We're going, so why don't you use our house? The party is much more room. And then they, like, left all, like, doilies out and made it all spotless, ready for the party. Anyway, it's like a proper student party. So, predictably, the place was trashed. But that's not really the story. That's good, bad enough, like the place was just trashed. But it wasn't just trashed and sort of like several hours to clean up and, oh, and also Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, there was a bit of a broken window and also that carpet, it's got a stain, you might have to put a rug over. It was comprehensively trashed, like people had ripped the toilet out of the floor. <laughs> like, it's ripped it out, like smashed everything. And also, when I was at university, I went to a friend's party and it was in his parents' house and they were away, the parents. And and then he invited some people he'd known from school who turned out to be not the most sophisticated people. And anyway, they just did things like, oh, look, there's a hi-fi. And it was like a third floor flat. And they'd just like get a hi-fi and throw it out of the window (laughs) onto the floor and it would all break. And they would just do things like walking across the room they would just like rip a lampshade from the from the ceiling, and they just trashed the place. That's wonderful. Uh, I had, uh, uh, properly trashed it at um, university. I um, there was a house party at ours at, in like I think third year or something, and somebody um, somebody broke my bed and basically broke it in half. <laughs> so, the, so the bed itself was like sort of V shaped, impossible <laughs> to sleep on. But I was living in such poverty that and 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 I couldn't. I think maybe I was late with a payment to the landlord or something but basically i wasn't in a very strong position with the landlord so mm. i just carried on sleeping on the broken bed for like the last two three months of term yeah <laughs> i even and this is true i even um uh i when i f- first i think when i first met my now wife she might have slept on that broken bed with me that was you know that was kind of i mean that's extraordinary real desperate times. real desperate times yeah, yeah yeah i mean i did i think i after a while i just slept on the floor 
Not that that was very nice. It was a horrible car- carpet, all damaged from the party as well. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, all like damp, damp, and just you know, it was it was brutal. with all stains everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but I couldn't say anything to the landlord because you know he, he just and know. also you'd smashed his bed. Yeah, I'd smashed his bed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I couldn't, and I, there wasn't really. It's not like it was a bit like a little bit smashed, and I could sort of go, "Oh, it's a, a faulty bed." It definitely was just that it got snapped in half by an idiot. Oh, that's so good. Also, when I was at school, we were in the plate break time. Mm. We must have been maybe 13 years old and we were all just doing whatever we were doing in the break time. And I love this change from like the sort of, when you're 13, you're like half a bit of a grown up, like mucking around and yeah. a half child. And this chap, he was saying, he like ripped a bit off um, like a, bit of metal off some desk yeah i'm hard i ripped a bit of metal off the desk sort of thing then he's like banging the desk with this bit of metal like Whoa! like well like too much testosterone going around the body 13 years old but like, i'm a man now i'm banging a bit of metal on the desk like that like as if that's what men do bang, bang, bang. and then suddenly the piece of metal came out of his hand and went through the window and smashed it in those in the days when like windows would smash now it's all shatterproof but then yeah. in those days it was just smashed really satisfying like yeah, a piece yeah. of piece of like well what do you call it like a bit of like a crisp breaking into yeah, bits yeah, it was. yeah yeah it just broke and then he just went immediately from just to ah, crying because it like it was like forty pounds if you broke a window and you had to pay forty pounds like ah, like crying this little baby because you'd have to pay forty pounds. So good. That's so good. That is without a shadow of a doubt um, the 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 most complex and hilarious point of a of a of a man boy's life. That point where just when you're right on the cusp of puberty. So I remember being, I remember at school, suddenly from nowhere, it wasn't sort of, it wasn't about whether women weren't necessarily attracted to, um, to boys that, you know, were especially, uh, you know, good looking or charming or funny, or it was just, do they have hair in their armpits? Yeah. You know, it's spots. People were attracted to spots because the girls thought, well, if he has spots, then that's a sign that he's going through puberty and therefore, you know, he's on my wavelength now. And mm. then I, I didn't go to, through puberty till quite late. So I was just sort of walking around bemused, all soft-skinned and hairless, just, you know, confused by everyone being attracted to each other. When and, and these really monstrous-looking boys, just like <laughs> all hairy and like their voices had gone deep and they didn't really know what to do with it. It was, oh, what an awful time. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. No, also, this is not really funny. It's awful, really, but it's sort of funny. It's not funny, but it's so awful that it's almost funny. Mm. And when we were at school, that children used to play chicken and like they'd go into, uh, into the road. Oh, God. Like, and, you know, play chicken with a car coming. And then the headmaster said it's play- very dangerous and mm. you could get yourself killed if you don't do it. And they took and it's like, oh, we're, we're 13, we're going to play chicken. Anyway, then one of them was killed, you know, and then obviously absolute shock and no one did it after. I mean, it actually took someone to die before they actually just thought for a moment maybe the grown-ups are actually right maybe that is a stupid thing to do they just wouldn't be told i mean that is a that you know by definition that's a staggeringly poor game isn't it if you yes. look at a, there's a game that you can play where you get absolutely nothing for winning it there's no you know even no. If, there's no wit but if you if you lose you will die yeah you know, that's the that is incredibly terrible poor. worst game um I had a question in my head while some of that was happening. Can I go completely off on a different? Yeah, and a new subject. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just gonna do a clean break. Yes, like in one of your shows. Um, clean break. Yeah. Um, I've forgotten it again. Oh. What is it? No, it's to do with. Um, what's your favourite type of cheese? I know it sounds odd, but you you did a whole bit years ago about cheese. And you talked about. Um, I remember it. The, it was the cheese, the cheddar collection. Oh, the cheddar collection. But I remember, because I, I often see you eating cheese, you really like cheese. All the cheddars. Time. You loved, Mild uh, you, cheddar, yeah, and medium you really cheddar, like mature cheddar. All of the cheddars. Cheddar with spring onion. Cheddar, <laughs> yeah. cheddar with like, you know, and, and cranberries. Le- and all cheddar with little flecks of like chilli in. All the yeah, cheddars. All of those cheddars. Yeah, that, 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 that was the most complete collection, wasn't it? Yes. But what is your favourite cheese, like beyond the cheddar world? Or is it a kind of cheddar? What is, if any, you know, there's no, even like some obscure cheese. What, well, is, the, what is the best cheese for you? One of my favourites that I had today was halloumi, which you can fry. You oh, halloumi is lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. when I was in Cyprus recently, I had the like the real 
went into like their proper taverna, had like their real, like it was like their famous halloumi they made in the taverna and it was incredible. Mm. Oh, I love halloumi. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good choice. That's a good one. It's a very modern choice. Halloumi is very fashionable at the moment. Yes. What's your favourite? My favourite cheese is uh, probably... Brie. Brie. Yeah, I knew it would be. Did you? Yeah, Brie. That's impressive. I absolutely love Brie. Yeah, no, I'm a big Brie fan. Do you like the Somerset Brie or the French Brie? I'll be honest, I don't know that I could tell the difference. I'm a bit of a... I'm not very good. Well, some, the Somerset Brie is all mild, isn't it? And the French Brie is all strong. Oh, I like smelling. the stronger one. Yeah, yeah the stronger yes. one. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm into... The, the smellier, the better with cheese. Yes. Um, that's my cheese bit. We can move on now. Sorry, I just wanted to... That's cheese, cheese over. And also, blue cheese, you can never be mouldy enough. You can never... I mean, what is the point you buy, like... I did that recently. I bought all these cheeses in Waitrose and they were all reduced because mm. they were like coming to their sell-by date. But they've taken months to mature. They've taken months to make and they last for ages, I weeks, see what you mean. Yeah, it's months. Bit, yeah, that's I mean, Stilton lasts for months. Mm. Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, their, their loss is my gain. Their loss is due to the rules and to do with the fact that like there has to be a rule like it has mm. to sell by yeah there is no sell by date it's stilton red tape paul red it's tape red tape that's gone red leicester <laughs> so i want to ask you a few things mm. one is you've got a baby and we discussed before you had a baby a good baby name and i said a good name would be jupiter but you didn't call your baby jupiter <laughs> why not it's a, it's a good point i th- or, or even name your baby after any of the planets. It's a, you know what? I actually, in a way, I quite like the idea of it, but I don't think I'm brave enough because I just worry that, you know, he's at school and it's like, oh, Jupiter, you know, and all his mate, Jupiter's mates like Simon and John and Paul and Mark and, you know, they just bully him a bit because yeah. they think, oh, we're, we've got, you know, there's thousands of other people named after us, but with you, it's just you and that, and that planet, yeah, you weirdo. It would be good to be named Jupiter or it Saturn would. Yeah. Or Neptune. Neptune's good. Neptune foot. <laughs> um, Neptune's good. And what about one of the more... What, Jupiter head. What about one of the planets outside of the solar system? So, you know, like in a, like a different... What, planet. like NGC 123B? Exactly. Foot. Foot. <laughs> You're one of those ones. Or a galaxy like Andromeda foot. Andromeda's a good name. That's a great Andromeda, name. Andromeda, I think, could be a girl's name. Yeah, Andromeda. Andromeda foot. She sounds like um, like a sort of uh, a very charming um, sort of uh, female, yeah, like a sort of charming academic. I can imagine her sort of being very intelligent. Andromeda Foot. She read reads classics at Oxford. Yes, quite um, quite sort of uh, you know studious, mm. a bit mousy, a bit mm. a bit you know bookish. Yeah, she's got a stick up her ass to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have sex until much later than the other girls. <laughs> and even then, just very passive, just yeah, lying yeah. there. Mm. Yes, you never... Yeah, you're right. Lying, staring into space, which Bo- is ironically looking at Andromeda, <laughs> which she named after. Bordering on asexual yes. Andromeda, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yes. is a shame because she has so much to offer. She's so charming and oh, yeah. intelligent. Great yeah. tits. <laughs> now, speaking of that, what is your thoughts on... <laughs> Like, I get very uptight about this. Um, like, it's still in this day and age when people get married. Of course, we know that Harry and Meghan Sparkle are getting married soon. It's always this thing that the bride always has to be given, like, the, the groom has to wait and then the bride has to be given away as if it's like the groom is waiting and the, but will the bride turn up or will she give herself away it's all very old fashioned isn't it yeah and then they always take they nearly always even in this day and age take the man name now I know when you got married your wifey took your name but that's because she had a bad name which we probably oughtn't to mention because it could be the details of all to get into various bank accounts <laughs> but anyway <laughs> she changed her name because she didn't like the name yes but so you've she- assured me it wasn't just because yeah, well, I know it's 2018. I know I'm a modern man, but at the end of the day, woman takes man's name. No, I mean, is that what it was? That was. I'm exactly the kind of person, you know, you you know me, Paul. I'm the sort of person that would be very open to to taking uh, my wife's name. But yeah, her her surname is basically uh, difficult to pronounce, so she saw it as a great opportunity. So yeah, that that was that really. 
But I'm a good, I agree with you. I think it's complete. Um, it's complete nonsense. Yeah. You should be able to, or, or maybe, and sometimes even the idea of you taking one or the other, why not just create a new surname? Yes, and also this thing of um, uh, like or continuing the family line. Oh God. Like, is your family line is going to continue, but not her family line? I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, it's nonsense. It is. It's really weird. It's like this kind of, especially what you're saying a second ago, that whole role play thing, almost like the 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 bride being given away. Did you do that at your wedding? And then was she given away? And all no, that stuff? not really. Like, I mean, we we did the most minimal of kind of. Um, I can't even remember. We did. We we sort of followed the most basic traditions, but we didn't do anything like that. I mean, we we. We got married very quickly. It wasn't like a Catholic thing. Oh, yeah. You, you sit there for an hour and a half. We, Las Vegas. We eloped to Las oh, Vegas no. and just did it in like 10 minutes. Some French bloke married us off. Oh, it's brilliant. And you just see, he just seemed sort of completely uninterested. Well, he just does it. I mean, he, he does, does like, it all day. Well, he does 50 of them a day. He didn't even know who we are. It was fantastic. And so did you have to give him like your passport? Or no, some no, ID no. Or I think I think they took it. I think someone might have took it at the desk, but not really. No, they. But don't surely, care. how is, is it a legal marriage? There yeah. must be some legal. No, they do give you. Give they them. give you a certificate that then you can kind of you you can turn into a UK one when you come back. Did you turn it into UK? One? Yeah, you, yeah, we did that, and then I think, and then you can, and then I think the initial one does sort of still work, but it looks really funny. This Las Vegas it doesn't look real. It just looks like one that you'd make in like. Word art on your computer. Oh, can you show it to me? One yeah, time? I will. I'll bring it to it. It is hilarious. Like it's really, it's real basic. The judge is like fifty dollars for it, but it looks rubbish. It's not like you know. But I, I just found all of that hilarious. And where was it in Las Vegas? Like in one of the hotels or in a casino? Or it's, there's a there's an area of Las Vegas where everyone gets married. All the chapels are on one street. Oh, it, there's even a drive-through chapel. One of them you can do it in your car. Oh, that's so it's good. It's good. So you could like do that and then just drive, you know, and get petrol and a burger afterwards or something yeah it's good oh that is brilliant it's really drive good through. drive through wedding that's a real thing but there's just a row of them it's, it really makes it, it, it i tell you what it does it completely removes any possible trace of romance in the whole thing which was um you know which is best perfect for yeah. someone like me devoid of emotion i imagine like imagine if it was one of those ones when it's like by the beach and it's all like um like lilac flowers all thrown on you and stuff you'd probably throw up I'd be sick. The, the sentimentality of it all yeah i'd be sick i mean i'd be yeah i really i couldn't handle it no i'd i'd you know i don't like people to enjoy themselves <laughs> yeah also the thing i would not want to do if i got married is all that thing with all your family then it's like oh it all means so much oh they're all there to see me we're so self-indulgent isn't it yeah, completely. And it's why, you know, it happens a lot. Uh, I've heard about this before, that a lot of women get really depressed after their weddings because it's, they, they, it becomes this huge thing. They plan it for so much and it's, they, it's built up so much. And it is just one day. On completely one day. And then afterwards, they just feel completely empty because it was... Well, they spend months. Yeah. And it's all, oh, who's going to sit next to whom? And, oh, we have lilac napkins. And, oh, we're going to have mm. this particular flower within the bouquet well, compliment the lilac and oh no no we don't want that flower and all it goes on and on like that oh it's yeah i mean and all it is is just one day that's really funny isn't it it's ludicrous the whole thing is ludicrous yeah Uh, all and also they've just like lost about fifteen thousand pounds as well that's also quite depressing yeah yeah absolutely i mean you know these days fifteen thousand pounds is quite useful isn't it you can do lots of that yeah also as you will know you had that low-key wedding and then you had a, like a little wedding party mm. for your friends and so which i refused to that's right attend. Yeah, yeah, yeah well you know despite you know having been friends and business associates for years yes we go to great lengths to not go to any of each other's kind of social gatherings don't we yes we do yeah and we're doing well we've we've, we've, we've continued that to this day yes so um when you see your wife tonight don't give her my regards because she doesn't know me <laughs> <laughs> so uh now, what about, I'm thinking of this, uh, this relates to what I was just saying about mm. the um, all the different planets. Mm. I The other day I was lying in bed, well it wasn't, it was like I was in the spare bedroom, I decided to lie in the spare bedroom, which I don't normally lie in, I liked it in there, mm. and I saw this light in the sky in, in, in the night, and I thought, well, that's a bit high to be like a telegraph pole. Anyway, to cut along too short, I it put a thing on my app, and it was... Mars. I could see Mars. Really? And, and then and then I get a thing up on my app and it just says the International Space Station is going past and you just look out and you can point the phone in the direction you can see exactly where it is. Anyway, then that made me think that most of the time 
Like we we think of the Earth as sort of being static, and we see the Sun moving round, even though we know we're revolving. It yeah. just looks, for practical purposes, like a big light is going round. And then I thought, would it be possible for me to get complete spatial awareness of where I am in the solar system? So I'm really working hard on, instead of thinking I'm on just this flat thing, which is what it feels like, that I'm on this sphere and I'm on this bit of the sphere and I'm rotating in a particular way and where all the, uh, where the sun is and where all the planets are. And, and to think of the sun as being the centre, which it is. Right. And, and, to so, and to think, therefore, that if it's daytime, I've moved. And if it's nighttime, I've moved, rather than just feeling like everything's moving around me. That's my plan, to be completely spatially aware of the whole solar system and to know, like, I could be just going around Tesco <laughs> and then I could just say, oh, yes, uh, Uranus is down that way, uh, past the baked beans in that direction, about <laughs> 75 million miles away and Mars is that way and so on. That's my aim. That's great. And I think, you know, the, the, the more domestic the situation, the better. So your reference points are like that. Yeah, Supermarkets. so like sitting on the lav. Yeah. Oh, that's so Mercury. <laughs> you know, exactly. That sort of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. The allotment and, uh, you know, um, and even maybe um, just maybe you should probably try and do it even in situations where you're not supposed to, you know. So even if you're sort of you're at a funeral. You could still sort of take a moment to see just that, just where the vicar is. You go, oh, the, the vicar there, directly behind him. <laughs> is Saturn. <laughs> yeah, just you, you have to do it all the time, I think, is the important part. Yeah, that's that. the yeah, important. Yeah. yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, my, that's my aim. And then my aim after that is to become galaxy aware, to be aware of where the solar system is within the Milky Way. All of it is made quite harder. Like being solar system aware, it's made harder by the fact we keep going round and round. Mm. If the Earth could stop spinning, it would make my job a lot easier. But then, in the same way, it would be harder to be galaxy aware because the Earth keeps going round the Sun. So then we keep moving in our position. Do you see what I'm saying? Like our direction is always changing. And then also, later, I aim to be like, um, what's the next thing up from a galaxy? It's like the um, supercluster, they call it, of, of galaxies. I didn't know to that. To be okay. supercluster aware. Yeah. Well, th- can I just say two yeah. things? There's some kind of live Facebook feed thing that I've been told to look at. And um, someone's just said, uh, had no idea that Paul Foote was a physics professor. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, if you're not. But I'm not, but that's you just nice. have an interest, so that's nice. But so that, people always say that if you say anything that's to do with <coughs> that sounds vaguely intelligent about, yeah, you know, oh, you're a physics, I didn't know you were a physics professor. Yeah. All right, like, boffin. Yeah, all right, boffin. Like, but, <laughs> oh, oh, you know your times table. Oh, I didn't know you were a maths boffin. Who put you in charge of the galaxy, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, that's nice. But I like really that. Nice. It's nice, and also, that's, um, thanks, Sam Ev- Evans. Thank you, Sam Evans. And yeah, also, is that, well, the other thing I should say is that I um I find it interesting when you talk about the galaxy and stuff but um i my um i've struggled to un- to understand it at the level you do so for example when you say galaxy honestly the first thing i think of is the ford galaxy that's the, that's what first comes into my head but not the chocolate bar no the chocolate bar second yeah and then third is like milky ways and you know that sort of stuff that's what chocolate bar out of space no yeah even then if you yes. said milky way i'd think of the chocolate bar first the, mars bar the galaxy mars mars bar chocolate bar first the planet yes second but with with Galaxy, I actually think of the car, Ford Galaxy, first. That's what I think of. Because oh. I remember when I was a kid, I don't know if you like this, but to me, the Ford Galaxy was, was the Rolls-Royce. That Royce, was the one to get. The Rolls-Royce of family vehicles. Yeah. Just but the sliding door, the convenience the Ford, of the thing. Yeah, but also the Ford Mondeo. Oh. oh. I mean, that was something that, for, it was for other families to have one of those. That was a big car. We have, um, I have a Mondeo now. I'm, oh. I'm living my childhood dream. That's incredible. It's not like a, I mean, it's a relatively... It's not like the full sort of estate Monday. It's like in between, but it's top quality. Yeah, it really is good. It's unnecessarily long. So it's really long and then you get inside it and it's just like a normal car. The boot's quite small. It's not got a lot of space. It's so mm. long. It's com- it's just unnecessary. Mondeo. Yeah. Now, Sam Evans, who said that I'm a physics professor, I'm, I've am i liked what he said. I That's good. like. Yeah. I don't know whether Sam Evans is a man, Sam Evans, or if it's Samantha Evans and whether... Sam Evans took her husband's name or whether Sam Evans the man took his wife's name 
That's a really good point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Well, we could ask. Because Sam Evans says how swapping bedrooms in your house can change your life. Oh, that's because I said I went to another bedroom uh, mm. and I saw Mars. But what Sam Evans, he or she, means is swapping bedrooms in the sense of a new sex partner. Yeah. And that can change your life. Not necessarily for the best. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it can be rather awkward. Yeah. It could be a family member. It could be an old friend that has uh, always been in the platonic relationship and suddenly the door creaking open at three <laughs> in the morning and suddenly you've decided three in the morning that um, you've always felt that there was something beneath us, something that was never unspoken between the two of you and this is a time you've sometimes got to be brave. You're only alive once. You've got to go in there three in the morning and there's no easy way of doing it. You've just got to get under those covers and you know that person is going to reciprocate. That person secretly has always been thinking the same thing you've been thinking and you creep in and then you realise obviously that it was a massive mistake and there's no, <laughs> there's no turning back from that. Absolutely disastrous. It's a huge, a huge and, uh, and unnecessary risk. Yeah, it's a just massive stay in risk. your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, just stay in your own bedroom. So I suppose what I'm saying to Sam Evans is yes, good thought, but you know, be careful. Make sure it's if it's stargazing, that's all right. But if it's navel gazing, also I don't I don't really know how it works. Um, but I read the other day that a huge percentage of all the Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter accounts are just they're just generated by computers. They're just bots or whatever. Oh, so every time I like this happens, I, it makes me think. Well, Sam Evans is there's an outside chance Sam Evans could just be like a like a bot that someone's built. He's built loads of them all with all different names. There might all be something Evans. Oh, I see. Sam Evans, Johnny Evans, uh, Billy Evans, whatever. And they're all just bots, maybe sex bots, and they just you know, or porn bots or whatever. You know, oh. those what they just, and they just pop up on your timeline and say, "Oh, you know, look at this." Yeah. So that's a, I always think that it could. You know, we don't even know that Sam Evans is a, is a human. No, and Sam Evans hasn't said anything to to indicate he or she is not a bot. No, it's a glitch. Funny, in... it's gone. It's gone quiet. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on to you, Sam Evans. Well, that was one of my thoughts. Now, another thought of mine was pointing. What do you think about pointing? Because it's not done enough, pointing at people in public. Yeah. Pointing is good. I like pointing. You point, yeah. You it's do, very you're, rude. You're a prolific pointer. And keep pointing. Don't stop pointing. I do as well. It's funny you say that. And I get accused of it as well. And my grand does. I get it from my grand. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty... Prolific point. Who do you well. point at? Like greengrocer? Yeah, a... I mean the <laughs> the best situation. I very, I very rarely. I think I haven't got the confidence to do it to people I don't know well. But I would like to do that more because you're right. It'd be very satisfying to be in the you know Nisa, your local sort of corner shop or something. To be in a, is it called Nisa? Nisa. Yeah, I always or, call it the not so nicer. Not so but nicer is a better, it's, better name. It's the Nisa. I pronounce it Nisa. Maybe it's nicer. Maybe it is Nisa. I never. Yeah. It, does it rhyme with? Lisa. Lisa. Or is it... Pisa. Pisa. Is it Lisa? Lisa. Rhyming with Pisa. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, I should have... This is the problem. I should have... I should check things like this before... Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah. And also, that other one, White Rosé. How do you say it? White Rosé. That shop. Oh, yeah. White Rosé. Do you, do you ever go to that one? We just worked out what you're talking about. White yes, I do. I do yeah. go to to White, White Trosse. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, yeah, Tees Co. Tees Co. Tees Co. Yeah. And then there's Coop. Coop. Yeah, I like. Coop. Oh, now this is a. The other day, I um was in Islington, mm. and I was thinking, oh, isn't it very gentrified in Islington? And I was half expecting to see Tony Blair or Gordon Brown, you know, that sort of thing there. Uh, Emily Thornbury, people like that. Anyway, then I saw that there was um, like people who put out there recycling their bottles, you know, and there was like L'Anson Champagne, and I thought, right, that sums up. Anyway, then I saw this sort of green writing, and I thought, oh, that must be a Waitrose, because I, my brain thought it was Waitrose, mm. but it wasn't, it was co-op, but my brain had told me it was Waitrose. So I went in, and I remember thinking... This is not one of the best waitresses I've been. I mean, the, the choice is much less good than normal waitresses. And then there was a big queue 
for the checkout because I was thought I was in Waitrose. If I'd been, if I'd known I was in Cohort, I'd just oh well, that's that. But I sort of thought this is. So then I saw one of the shelf sack and I said, "Excuse me, would you mind opening another till, please?" Because we're waiting, you know, this Waitrose or something. Then I gave my Waitrose card and they said, "Don't take that." Oh, you don't. It's one of those Waitroses that doesn't take it. No, it's co-op, and then it all the penny dropped. So the point I'm making is expectation. Yes, and also co-op have had. I've noticed this co-op have had a real big rebrand. They've made themselves look quite fancy. They sort of st- they changed their colours. They've done yes, what, they what the majority to make it look like Waitrose. Well, they've they've done, and also they've done what you know the majority of um, people in the southeast of England have done, and it's just put lots of grey. Lots of grey in it. You know what I mean? They've kind oh, of yeah, they've it's all grey on the outside. They've the got a new grey thing on the outside on some of theirs. It works. Grey is the colour of um, sophistication. Sophistication. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it used to be like the colour of death and depression, but now it's the colour of sophistication, isn't it? You know, grey would be like oh, but now yeah, grey. You're right. Yeah, grey, you go to any any swanky London uh, property, and it'll be it'll be grey as you like. Mm. It'll be uh, fifty shades of grey. No, no, one shade of grey, but... One know, shade, yeah. One shade of grey. 50 shades of grey. Then it would be quite interesting, actually. Some perverts S&M film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never seen it. No, Have you seen right. it? No, nor read the book. But I don't even know what it's really about. I don't. I know it's about sex stuff, but I have no, but is it no just knowledge like beyond people that. people having sex throughout the whole film? What happens in it? I don't know. I My understanding is it's a guy who um, who's into, uh, into uh, rough sex. He's into sort of some, um, you know, some... Um, some and I think you know the, the film is about him and this woman, and and she mm. likes him, but he, you know, he does he does some rough sex with her, and I don't mm. know anything beyond that. Does she like it? Does she not? Do they stay together? How it ends, I've got no idea. But it's oh. very popular. Oh, very popular. I would rather watch a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. So would I. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Or the snooker. Now we've got some new me- oh snooker. Yes, mm. new messages. I like the snooker. Oh well, I sort of like the snooker in theory, but like. Now, this is interesting. I used to watch the snooker and I used to love it. But then about eight years ago, I just found it completely boring. I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> so has, has that happened to anyone else? Or are there any other sports that people have thought, or, oh, I used to like that. And then you just think, oh, I had enough of it now. Actually, I talked about murder mysteries and similar sort of thing happened. Like I used to really enjoy things like Silent Witness and all those. Mm. And now I just think. I can see it a mile. I can see it's just boring. It's all the same old cliches that we had. Like every episode is always the same, and I don't watch it anymore. Have you had a similar experience? I'm trying to think of something that I really liked and then suddenly didn't. Um, not really. I'm I'm fairly. I'm I'm not much of a creature of change. I like all the things I used to like. Is there anything? Um, I've definitely had it with certain foods. Ah, name of food that you don't so like anymore. So I would say, I, I mean, I like all foods, but foods that I've got bored of. Um, I used to really, I used to really, really, really like ham. Like, I, oh. as a kid, I mean, just a ham and any kind. I used to like, so when I was a kid, I would always like, you know, the ham that is sort of um, very thin and not really ham. It's mostly water. Oh. And they'd be like 50 slices. Delicious. All crumpled together like papier-mâché. Oh, thing. All, all, all very thin. All very thin. Mm. used to love it. And I would just, uh, you know, just just get a fist of it, put it in a white roll, cheap white roll with some margarine. Wonderful. Um, and then over years, I don't know what it is, I'm just not, I've gone less and less interested in ham. And now, honestly, put a bit of ham in front of me now. I might eat it, but I wouldn't get particularly excited. Mm. Ham is just, it's got more and more boring. I reckon by the time I eat it, I'll hate it. I've become more and more excited by mustard. <laughs> like all the types I like English mustard Dijon mm. Whole grain All of them I love mustard I really like mustard More and more and more and more and more and more and more mustard I like the feeling of I know it, part of it is that you're not supposed to have too much but I find it really thrilling the feeling you get in your nose when you eat too much like oh. with wasabi the feeling of oh it's, oh it's a rush isn't it I've had it a few times with the wasabi when I like, thought I was having a heart attack when mm. I had so much oh it was incredible such a hit yeah because i used to you know when i started doing comedy i used to find the rush of a really you know real good gig or if you do you know your last bit and you're set and it's really good and everyone really likes it or you get you know lots of applause i used to find that a rush but now i would say i much prefer just eating a bit too much mustard that does it more for me Mm, or wasabi yeah or Soy sauce. Soy sauce. Oh. I don't mean chilli, because if you eat too much chilli, it's more of a gradual uh, and, and it lasts. It's unpleasant. Very. I like the I like the up-the-nose feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I like the up-the-nose. Mm. And the salty feeling of the... Oh, I've had a real 
desire to have all salty things. As soon as I finish this podcast, I'm going to drink soy sauce <laughs> and wash it down dry roasted peanuts. Mm. 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 Uh, I'll tell you another thing that I love, bubblegum flavour. I'm obsessed with the idea of making my own bubblegum flavours. I remember when you had bubblegum bubble ice cream in the green room of a venue in Stockton on Tees. Stockton on Tees. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. <laughs> that was such a good bubblegum flavour. And, and not only that, but I had bubblegum sauce on top of the bubblegum ice cream. That's right. And, and people would have said, that might be too much bubblegum flavour, but for you it wasn't enough, it was it? It was so yeah. good. Yeah. And then that was the show. A lot of things happened at that show. Well, the first thing that happened was you were on stage and then it was sort of all right, but mm. um, then some people came in a bit late, no problem. Yeah. But then they, um, well, I mean, it's no easy way of putting it, but they, they broke, well, it was like <coughs> the seats were like um, those fold-down seats, like with a sort of metal sort of frame that holds all the seats together. And they broke, the, not just the seat, like the whole metal structure. Yeah, 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 just broke. The superstructure yeah. of the theatre was broken. And then there was this awkward moment because the ushers didn't quite know what to say because they know, well, what do you, you know how to say, oh, it's a move along, yes, uh, 21B, but what do you say when they've broken the, the structure of the theatre? And you didn't want to kind of say, oh, yes, uh, well, you've just broken the superstructure there due to, well, how do we put it? I mean, if they were planets, there weren't so much... Mercury, there were more Jupiter and Saturn. Yeah, they were more at that end of the yeah. That's a, that's a diplomatic way of putting it. Yeah, but yeah. that was that was definitely the problem because I didn't want to say, I didn't even want to draw any attention to it because yeah. I felt like as soon as I did, then everyone would look at her and look at the broken mm. thing, and then it would be horrible. I mean, to be honest, everyone was. But everyone, yeah, they every, were yeah, looking. It was unavoidable. They were yeah. looking at her because, of course, mm. they were drawn to to her her, her gravity. Mm. But you know, so. Yeah, so it was awkward, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a difficult night. It yeah. was a difficult night. Yeah. And then, of course, I went on after and had a great, great show. Yeah, 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 as, absolutely. As usual. Yeah, know, it was as if... Great success. It was know. as if you had gone and weakened the structure before I'd gone on. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's almost like... Someone, that. someone, not me, but someone else might suspect yeah. you of foul play yeah. there, Paul. And then, remember when we back, went back to the hotel that night, I sort of, I sort of said, yeah, great success. I, I, sh- I shone tonight, you know. It was... <laughs> It was my night and you were just like shaking like a leaf, knowing that things could have gone a lot better for you if the superstructure of the theatre <laughs> hadn't broken just as you were doing your jokes. But it's not much to expect, is it? No. But no, I mean, no, you, weren't, you, 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 did, you did much better than me in Stockton, that's undeniable. Oh, yeah. hell of a lot. I mean, it was a real... Well, it's your kind of town, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was my place. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, being serious, when we were on tour, often people, they say they want to see more of you. Yeah, they I, like yeah. you when you're mm. you because you you uh, perform with me when we're on tour. In case people didn't know, yeah. you're listening to podcasts. No, I have always um, say how much they like as a result you and they of, want to hear more. As a result of touring with you, I'd say that I could, if I reckon I could go to almost every uh, reasonably sized town or city in the UK and get about eight people to watch me in every place, eight to ten people. But of course, the problem is there aren't any theatres that are that small. No. Otherwise, I'd so you know it's a tricky. Yeah, and also it's a tricky situation. You'd have to have a support act. Yes, and that support act would have to be someone who could pull in one to one and a quarter people. Yeah, on precisely. Average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's not you know it's not quite the right balance yet. But I have it's interesting. But you're on the way. And also though, um, and if, you know, th- I remember um, there is one place. What is it called? Chipping Norton. Yes. I I couldn't explain. I I genuinely don't know why. I can't remember how it happened, but um, in Chipping Norton, I can pull a crowd. I could sell a room in Chipping Norton, 50 people. I did it once. People in Chipping Norton. Yeah. So, you know, it. I, I can't explain it, but I'll keep, I'll keep doing it because it's thrilling. Also, when I started in comedy for the first 13 years, it was very difficult. I had very tough gigs and mm. so on. But I never, ever had a bad gig in Leicester, ever. No. And I always had a nice time in Leicester. And now I've got a sh- thing I do sometimes, which is called uh, Game of Dangers. It's like a game show. And in Leicester, like there's a real following for the game show. Most other parts of the country, no one's really heard of it. They've heard of me, but not the game show. But I've been in Le- Leicester, and then I remember doing the game show there and speaking to some audience after and saying, well, next time I might just come and do my, my solo stand-up show. 
Well, if you want to, but <laughs> couldn't you bring Game of Dangers? They're much more keen on yeah, Game yeah, of yeah. Dangers in um, Leicester. Uh, rapid change of subject. What do you prefer, China, the country, or China, like plates and stuff? I suppose... Gun to your head. Like, yeah, you know, the, the China that you could smash. Yeah, Because yeah, you yeah. can just smash it, and it's not racist. <laughs> you can just smash a load of China. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't If you were to try and smash China... China the country it would be an incredibly racist yeah. act and it would be yeah. hard as well like how would you smash them with like uh, sanctions mm. yeah is it really going to make much difference what you do from your bedroom mm. in Loughton or wherever it is you live it's not going to really affect no 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 the Chinese economy yeah yeah I think it's a good decision um, no, that's what I would prefer okay thank you and I want a question for you and mm. then after that I want to explore the underground world yeah under in the soil but for that I want to ask murder who would you murder and how right so I can I can murder anyone yeah and what like I have to murder someone yeah right okay and it can be anyone how do I do it sort of yeah uh, fictional no that wouldn't make any sense so it's got to be a real person well, like... no, it could be fictional I would uh, a fictional person I would murder Winnie the Pooh <laughs> so, <laughs> such a cruel and terrible thing to do and just about poor Winnie the Pooh no it's not Winnie <laughs> no no not Winnie the Pooh I'm thinking of um, is it Rupert Bear with this like check trousers oh yeah yeah and I just like, that's sort of worse I and think. I'm suffocating from behind <laughs> um, Rupert B- Bear and his little check trousers are like <laughs> jigging up and down as he struggles with breath it's so cruel and unpleasant. Oh, it's horrible. Those yellow trousers with the brown checks on. Yeah, I... I'd Terrible. Ki- that's a good shout, though. I'd kill someone fictional because as much as it would be upsetting, obviously it is fictional, at least. Yes. So I could feel better about it. So I, also, someone... can I just say, with yeah. Rupert Bear, after he's died, as often happens post-mortem, like he shits himself and there's all a big poo stain in, the, in, the, <laughs> in, the, in his Rupert Bear check trousers. Yeah. Oh God, that's horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who would yours be? Uh, mine would be, um, oh God, yeah, someone fictional because it, it's better than killing someone real. Because then you, I mean, then you'd go to prison and all sorts. Wouldn't yeah. you? You wouldn't go to prison for killing Rupert the Bear, presumably, because he doesn't exist. No. Yeah. No, just you could go to like mental hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be, yeah. If exactly. you kept going on and on about <laughs> it. What about Peter Pan? Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not particularly fond of Peter Pan actually. No, I tell you who I would. Um, kill. I would kill um, Cinderella. Oh, because she just. I. I. I always thought I was never liked Cinderella. I like She's all the, a bit holier than that. Yeah, and I liked all the and you know all the Disney versus of Cinderella. I like all the Disney films. I like all that stuff. But I always found it was a bit. She. I always felt at all times of that film and that story that deep down she really did think that she was much more attractive and you know she. She. There was a sense always that oh I know that good things are coming to me. She always had a bit of arrogance about. Yes, her. I think. I didn't so. really want her to with the slippers and that. I wanted one of the other sisters to get it. Yeah. So I, thought, I didn't. I don't like her. So so it'd be Cinderella. Machete. Well, I was thinking killing with trying to sort of kill her with one of the slippers. Oh. You know the because they're hard aren't they? Yeah, glass the glass slipper. glass slipper wouldn't be too hard. I mean you'd have to. Oh, like it would be a horrendous, terrible, like, bludgeoning with a slipper. Yeah, no, you couldn't. It would take more than one strike. It would. Oh, it'd be like, oh, oh, like that. Yeah. No, there's no, there's no, like, oh, you you get away with sort of um, uh, manslaughter on that one. That's a, that's a premeditated. premeditated crime. (laughs) Fictional murder. That's good. Well, that's interesting. Mm. Now. Now the underground. It's time to explore the underground world it's something that people don't think about much we think of space mm. we think of even the sea under the sea but with all the planktons and whales and the fishes and octopi but what we don't think about is all the little wormies and the sluggies under the ground arms worm my name <laughs> is Kenneth Worm. What are you? I am um, uh, Terence the s- Snail. Oh, snail? Do you normally stay above ground or do you go underground? Bit of both. Depends on, generally speaking, um, my dear friend, I, it depends on food supply. 
I just go wherever the food is. So, mm. I, but I reckon on any given day, more time underground than above. I've never seen a snail underground. Yeah, I realise that as I'm saying this. But they're not underground, are no. they? In fact, what we interrupt that just to say that you could be, what was your name, Bernard? Terence. Terence the slug. Slug. Because they go under. But the snail, you can also play that role. Yeah. The snail is like the king of the soil. They're the kings. They are, aren't they? They are seen as the kings so because they're so as... noble because they're like a slug, but they've got a big carapace on their back. Yeah. And they're like the kings of okay. the underground. You can p- play Terence the slug and King... King Snail, I suppose. King Snail. King Snail. I'll play Kenneth Worm and also Charlie Grub. I'm a little grub. Okay. Um, you're going to differentiate your voices, so the yeah. Kenneth Slug. Yeah. No, no. Kenneth Kenneth Worm. Speak like that. And what was the other one called? Derek, Derek, Derek. Yeah, that's good. Grab. Okay, Speak so you got them. Derek that's good. Grab. So they're your two. So they're Kenneth, 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 and Worm. Okay, that's good. So they're yours. Terence is my voice. Terence Slug. Normal voice. King King Snail, um, South African. So, uh, hello. I am. Uh, I I think I could. Do it. I am King Snail. I'm from. I'm South African Snail. Yeah, there you go. So, King King Snail, South African, like that. Uh-uh. I have a shell like that. Hello, Terence. It's Kenneth speaking. The worm. Hi. How How are you, Kenneth? I'm all right, thanks. I'm just looking for. Seeds and things. Oh, look at that. Look at that. That's a lovely little seedling that's just growing underground. It's about to come up as a lovely carrot. I think I'll eat it before it has a chance to grow. Good find and, and enjoy it. I hope you really enjoy it. Oh, oh, who's that? Oh, no, that's not an, someone. That's me doing one of my poos. Because, <laughs> <laughs> as you know, underground, as you know, the... When the worm does a poo, it makes soil. That's right, yeah. worm does a poo, a soil poo. This is excellent. This is educational. Yeah. You could do this as like a kid's show on Radio so 4. So you want the worms yeah. making the worm poo because it, it's sort of soil. I don't yeah, know yeah, how, yeah. but, they yeah, just but like, it must be. They go through the soil and make it into soil. But it must be at least they partially. They soil yeah. and make it into more soil. So that means their poo must be soil. Soil, soil yeah. Well, that's all that's in it. It's not like they're eating bacon or something. Anyway, so the point is that is what it was. It wasn't someone new arriving. Oh. It was the soil poo. The point is, we've still got to just talk to each other for a bit more before another character arrives, because there's no one else here at the moment. It's Com- just me and you, Kenneth. Understood, uh, understood, Terence. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying your carrot and good poo. Kenneth? Yeah? We've known each other for years, mm. you know, and it's always been, you know, platonic. <laughs> I mean, I'm um, uh, a hermaphrodisiac. What are you? You're a slug. They are they hermaphrodite or they? Yeah. Yeah. Are you hermaphrodite? I'm hermaphrodite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you fancy getting it on with me sometime or not? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd certainly, I'd be up for courting you. A guarded, to, yeah. a guarded reaction. Now, from that, I gather that you're not really interested. No, 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 no. Your I'm, slow way of just letting I'm me cautious. down gently. As you know, slugs are cautious by nature. Oh. I'd like to get to know you first. You know, I'm not a... Well, we've known each other for years. We've no, but, but in a, you know, in that way, we've just had a, you know, it's been a friendship where, you know, we talk about carrots and yeah, yeah. poo and how the soil is pooed out of soil and, yeah. you know, what you're going to eat next. And yeah, but obviously this is a bit different sex than that. It's going to be, you know, we, there's, I, I'd need to go get a bit deeper in terms of you and, you know, what right. you're into and stuff like that. Yeah. Would you like to get to know the male me or the female me? Both, ideally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, come on. Well, meanwhile, another... Characters arrived. Mm. It's Derek. Derek the Grub. Hello. Oh, hi, Derek. And um, oh, oh, and look, and um, look who's come down to check on us. It's uh, King Snail. Hello, hello, King Snail. Oh, hello, Derek. Oh, how are you? What are you doing down here? We're thinking of entering into. We're thinking of entering into sexual relationship. Yeah, we were. We're just having what? a chat about courting. Relationship, I've always thought of the two of you as platonic. I don't want 
any sexual relations down here ruining the ecosystem. We have a very good thing going here. And I think the platonic relationship is better for the soil. Okay. So we got a real glimpse there, didn't we? The <laughs> under, underground world. Yeah, we did. It's, it's fascinating. It's it? so yeah. much going on. It's like um, like how in Blue Planet, you, you know, when they're in the deep, o- the deep ocean trenches, you're like, oh my god, there's so much more going on down yeah. there. Because yeah. you think of it as just yeah. soil and a few, but there's relationships, yeah, both sexual and business relationships, obviously yeah. going and, on, and different accents as well. You wouldn't know that, yes. you know, you'd think they'd all sound the same in a way, but and different don't. hierarchies. Mm. I mean, in that one, the grub. Really wasn't an important character. No, no, no. Nothing much was said. Peripheral. Yeah, peripheral. Peripheral at best. Well, I think we've got to finish the podcast now because you've got to go... Yeah, I've got to go and get a train. ...go to get a train. Yeah. But it's been very enjoyable to have you on the podcast. Thanks very much, Paul. also known as Jack. Yeah, thanks. Can I ask you a question before... Yeah. ...the pop... I mean, I suppose I'm putting you in a difficult position. No, no, no. But... Would you consider doing another podcast? Or would, I, or would you rather... I mean, well, what's your situation? Is it, yes, definitely, love to do another one? Is it, um, yeah, yeah, I might, might well, you know, I'll check my diary, which mm. is a polite way of saying that later on, you privately sort of say to me when we're off air, Paul, <coughs> you know, I don't want to do another one because that wasn't at all what I expected and I don't want to do one. Mm. Or is it just a straightforward public no? <laughs> so what? Those are the th- three options, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It's a yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, although, right. Uh, <laughs> that I, I will need um, off off air. We will need to have a chat about fees. Oh, because I'm, you know, and I don't know how podcasts work, but I'm assuming this is. I mean, this must be going out to the whole world. I mean, you must be making loads of money. Well, this. yeah, yeah. So you know, I want to cut the cash. Yeah, okay. I'll give you cash. <laughs> well. Uh, I would like to thank you for coming to the podcast. And what sort of money were you thinking of? Oh, just like my my bus fare is fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all I expect. No, nothing more. Yeah, bus fare and enough for a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger as well. Yeah, yeah. That's about ten pounds. A McDonald's one, like one pound. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, really yeah. cheap, aren't and they? I can eat that on the bus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I haven't been to McDonald's for years. I used to. Yeah, don't don't go. No, I used to go to Burger King. It used to be my secret vice. I used to go once every six months, but I once had a McDonald's. I didn't like it. It was all sugar. Oh, it's dreadful. Yeah. It tasted like eating a sweetie. Mm. It is. It's horrendous. Yeah, I didn't like it. No, you keep living your life your way, Paul. Yeah, I do it my way. My way or high? What's that? Take my way or take the highway? Um, it's uh you, that crooner. You know the old um. Johnny... Aretha Franklin. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. You've got to shape up or else you're going to... Yeah, they're all the fall same. Fall down. They're all the same, those songs, aren't they? <laughs> Baby. Yeah, let's sing a song to each other. Okay. It's a love song. Yeah. D- don't please take this the wrong way. I'm not... This isn't the beginning of a different sure, you phase know, no, of relationship. It's just it's we're a, singing a love yeah, song. Yeah, it's a bit of... Yeah. But having said that, so I just want to point out this isn't the beginning of anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Having said that, it is very romantic and quite sexual. Sure, yeah, Stor- yeah. The, the song. The song, yeah. Baby, I love you inside me. <laughs> <laughs> so. There we have it. That's, yeah, there um, we have it, yes. Yeah, and that is, that's, I'm familiar with that song. That's the same, isn't it? That's mm. um, one of the crooners. Yeah, and uh, we haven't got so time for all of the song because you've got to go, but the later part of the song is Thrustery, thrusting me, thrust me, thrust me. That's the later part. It's like yeah, the yeah. chorus part. Yeah, it might be. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of the crooners. Pound me, baby. Pound me, baby. It's the name of the song. Pound me, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Jack, thanks for also having me. Also known Paul. as Malcolm, and thank you to Matthew for being the technical wizard behind the scenes. Thank you, Matthew, and thank you to everyone who's worked tirelessly behind the scenes to make tonight happen. And that's the end of the podcast. It fading away. Yeah.